This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Texas Boot Company, located in Bastroff, Texas, nationally renowned for hundreds of unique styles of exclusive boots, handmade by some of the best boot makers in Texas. Head to toe outfitters, whether you're all cowboy or just from the shins down, check them out and enjoy free shipping nationwide. Visit www.texasbootcompany.com for more information. In this episode of Rolling with Ray, you will meet the incredible Cheryl Angelilli. At the age of 14, Cheryl was involved in a tragic diving accident that left her a quadriplegic. In 1991, she was crowned Miss Wheelchair Michigan and went on to win the first runner-up of Miss America. In 2000, 2004, and in 2008, she made the Paralympic team in which she won two silver medals at the Beijing Paralympic Games and two bronze medals at the Athens Paralympic Games. Cheryl is a seven-time world champion. In 2014, Cheryl retired from Paralympic swimming and took up a Paralympic sport called wheelchair ballroom dancing. Yes, called wheelchair ballroom dancing. She and her partner are one of the top ranked sports couples in the United States. She and her partner have won multiple awards in the United States, including first place in the Fred Astaire World Championships in 2016 and 2019, and first place at the prestigious Ohio Star Ball in 2017. Cheryl is the co-founder of Dance Mobility, a free wheelchair ballroom and amputee dance program offered by the select Astaire Dance Studios across the country. In addition to her job in healthcare marketing and being a motivational speaker, Cheryl now travels teaching competitive and performing ballroom dancing. She will share her story of how she overcame her quadriplegic. It's my honor and privilege to introduce you to Cheryl Angelilli. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for being on Rolling with Ray podcast. I appreciate you being here. Uh, for those that are watching and listening, uh, Cheryl is actually in Michigan. Is that correct? That is Detroit. Yes. Detroit, Michigan. How's the weather up there in Detroit? It's been a rainy few days, but we're holding out hope that uh, we're finally going to get to see spring here soon. I don't see how you guys uh, manage that cold weather, especially being a quadriplegic. It gets tougher every 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 year. I think I'm going to be a snowbird pretty soon and split my time uh, somewhere warm in here. <laughs> um, so Cheryl, can you describe to me and to our viewers what happened to you at the age of 14? Sure. I had been pretty much an athlete my entire life. My Growing up, I was a competitive swimmer. My parents had us in swimming lessons when I was two years old, and I was actually uh, at an open swim when I was eight years old, and a coach from a swim team actually recruited me to come out and swim for the swim team, and uh, absolutely loved swimming. It was something that, um, I, that I just really enjoyed doing, loved being part of the team, and when I was 14 years old, I was practicing with my team and our coach had us doing a new racing dive and it happened to be in the shallow end of the pool and I 
I uh, came down and I hit my head at the bottom of the pool and I broke my neck, which resulted in a C6 incomplete spinal cord injury. Wow. Were you conscious the entire time what was happening to you? And did you know, you know what, something is wrong with me right away? Yeah. At first, you know, I, I hit the bottom of the pool and I remember kind of hitting my forehead. And of course, you know, as a as a freshman in high school, all I could think about is I'm going to have this giant goose egg on my on my forehead when I go to school on Monday. It happened to be a Friday night. And um, it wasn't until I tried to take a stroke to come to the top of the water that I realized something was definitely wrong. And I kind of did like a dead man float up to the surface of the water. And, you know, I felt like I was face down for minutes, but um, it only took seconds really for my teammates to jump in and, and turn me over and, and to, um, to, to get to me. But ironically, even though I was 14 years old, I kind of just knew in the back of my head that I had, um, that I was paralyzed. I happened to have a neighbor growing up and he was injured in a shallow pool accident and had a spinal cord injury. And so in the back of my mind, I, I, I just knew that that's, that's what had happened. Wow. It, uh, changes, it changes your whole life in a matter of just seconds. In a split second, yep. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you dove in, and did you float actually up to the top? And then your teammates dove in? And yeah. So yeah, your so teammates knew what was going on? Yeah, so I was conscious the entire time. And, and like you said, I just, I couldn't turn myself over. I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't move my legs. So I was just laying, you know, face down in the water, floated to the top. But, you know, it's... That's why they say it's so important never to swim alone because you never know. I mean, had I been alone, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be here today. So it's so important, you know, pool safety, you know, educating people about not diving into shallow water and, and being careful not to be, you know, swimming alone, whether it's at a beach or a, or a pool. Sure, absolutely. So uh, you did your rehab, in, I assume, in Michigan or Detroit, Michigan. How long were you I in? Did. How long were you in Detroit, Michigan Rehab Center? So I was a patient at the Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan after, shortly after my accident. I spent about um, 10 days in acute care. And then uh, I spent six months in inpatient rehabilitation at the Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan. It's part of the Detroit Medical Center. And it amazes me because, um, well, ironically, uh, I work there today. So I was a patient there. And wow. then uh, after graduating from college, they hired me in their communications department. And I have worked there now for 29 years. I was wow. supposed to fill in for somebody and they never came back. And so six months turned into, into 29 <laughs> years and I'm still there. But um, it amazes me today, you know, the average length of stay for our quadriplegics and many of our paraplegics is only 30 days. So, you know, here you go from 1983 when I had my accident to being in the hospital, you know, five, six, seven months to our patients today are only there about 30 days. Wow. So I got hurt in 1981, and I was in the rehab for five months in Dallas, at Dallas, yeah. Texas. And uh, you're you're exactly right. These uh, newly injured folks that are getting paralyzed today, uh, they're in their minimum, probably what, 30 to 90 days, and yeah. then they're out. And I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the modern technology. The wheelchairs are better. The the cushions are better. Uh, just the so far medically advanced than it was back in 1981 and, or in the 80s when we got hurt. So, yes, definitely uh, changed. It, it it definitely has changed. Um, so after your accident, can can you describe to our viewers 
uh, what are the most challenging things that you have encountered? You know, I think um, it was really tough because I was a child that was only 14 years old and all of a sudden I had to uh, adapt to very grown up situations and decisions and, and things very quickly. So, you know, part of the challenge was just kind of really missing out on those, you know, rites of passage as a teenager, you know, getting your license at 16 and going to parties and going on dates. Um, so it was a difficult adjustment. You know, I also, my accident, like, like I said, happened in the 1980s. I was the only person in my community, the only person in my school who was in a wheelchair. You know, there was no internet at the time or social media for me to be able to connect with other spinal cord injury users to, um, to learn from or even to have as a support system. So it was a very different world back in 1984. So it was very lonely at first because I felt like I had to navigate this whole new world all by myself and figure things out. So I, I think the adjustment part was probably the most difficult part. And, you know, I often tell people it's it's almost like going through the grieving process of a death, right? You know, because you're kind of saying goodbye to this old life that, you, that you've known and you go through the grieving process and finally the acceptance and moving on. And, and that's kind of how, you know, um, I, I came to terms with, with my disability and the fact that I needed to forge a new path for myself. Well, back in 1981, when I got hurt, uh, I can relate, I was 16 years old go back into school and of course everybody's looking at you and I'm the only wheelchair uh, person in that school and um, a matter of fact at, at my school where I went to uh, you know we had a two-story building and so uh, some of my classes were upstairs well at that time they didn't even have elevators so they had to move the classes downstairs to accommodate me uh, yeah it's things have ch has have definitely yeah. changed like are you married uh are you dating anybody uh what what are some of the hobbies that you enjoy yes so i am married i have been married now um, it will be 21 years in august congratulations proud, yeah thank you and i am the proud mama of two fur babies i have a little shih tzu and a cavapoo puppy awesome. uh, cavapoo is a king charles cavalier and a poodle and um you know, uh, interesting, I, I met my husband through uh, Paralympics. I, after, you know, having my diving accident, I went on to compete in the Paralympic Games. I competed in 2000, 2004, and 2008. And my husband happened to be a swim coach on the 2000 Paralympic team. So um, he lived in Michigan, but I didn't know him here in Michigan. So I had to fly all the way to Australia wow. to the Paralympic Games to meet someone who lived right here in basically my own backyard. So we began dating shortly after the Paralympic Games, and um, he not only became my husband, but he also became my coach. So he coached it, coached me uh, through the 2004 and 2008 Paralympic Games. So, um, so I, I have Paralympic sports to uh, to thank for bringing us together and uniting us. Uh, we both love swimming. Obviously, my husband's still a swim coach. Um, we love being outdoors. We love to uh, ride our bikes. I have a hand cycle. We love to take the dogs out for bike rides. We like to take them to the park to walk. Um, we also love kayaking and traveling. Um, we've been to 32 countries. So, um, so those are some of the things that we enjoy doing. That's awesome. That's great. So in 1991, you were uh, crowned Miss Wheelchair Michigan and eventually became the first runner-up of Miss America. Can you talk about your experiences uh, of 1991? 
Yeah, so, you know, I really have to say that um, participating in the Miss Wheelchair Michigan and Miss Wheelchair America program was probably one of the biggest turning points in my life. You know, as I mentioned, I, I kind of felt like this person that was on this island all alone trying to figure out what my life was going to look like. And it wasn't until I got involved in the Miss Wheelchair America organization that I got to meet other women with disabilities. And it really opened up my eyes to, you know, that there were no limits in life. You know, the only limitations I had were the ones that I, that I chose to place upon myself. So it was very, like I said, um, a turning point in the fact that I met women who were, who were doctors, who were teachers, who were mothers, who uh, were athletes. And so it was, uh, as you can imagine, it was just um, as someone is, it was still very early in my age and in my having my disability, um, it couldn't have come at a better time. And it really motivated me to, um, to not place any limits on myself. Well, you have really done well for yourself because I was looking at your resume and it just goes on and on and on. So uh, uh, it's awesome, all the things that you have done and accomplished. So after Miss Wheelchair America, you became involved in the Paralympic swimming and you actually made the Paralympic swim team, which is a big honor. You competed in the uh, Beijing Games and also the Athens Games. And you are a seven-time world champion, which is just incredible. Can you tell our viewers about your experiences uh, internationally uh, as, as an Olympic champion, a Paralympic champion? Well, like you said, it, it is a tremendous honor to be able to go there and to represent your country. And, you know, the biggest thrill is always just that moment right before you come out on the deck and they say your name and they say representing the United States of America and you realize that this moment is just so much bigger than yourself, right? And um, so, yeah, it was, it's just been, it was amazing. I spent 16 years uh, on the national team, three Paralympic games, uh, had an opportunity to go to world championships and, and really see the world and make friends all over the world. So um, it is, probably one of the most things I, I, I'm most proud of. Um, I have to say when I first started, I was a little naive, uh, you know, having had a disability, I heard of the Paralympics, but I never really knew what they were about. And so I had an opportunity to go to the Atlanta games in 1996 and cover it as a reporter. And it was the first time that I saw like this elite level competition that existed for athletes with disabilities. And of course, I'm someone who's been a competitive person my entire life. I mentioned, you know, I started swimming when I was eight years old. So right then and there, I knew that this was something that I, I wanted to, to be a part of. And so I, you know, made the goal that I was going to train and make the 2000 Paralympic team. And like I said, I think it was a little naive because I thought, you know, I was a great swimmer before. It's just like riding a bike. I'm going to get back in the water and, sure. you know, I'll make the team no problem. But it was really like starting from scratch because I had to learn to swim in a completely different body because, you know, my body now couldn't do many of the things that my body used to be able to do, you know, jump off the starting blocks, do a flip turn. So it really was like starting all over again. But um, but four years later, I was ranked one of the top five swimmers in the world and had an opportunity to participate in the 2000 uh, Paralympic Games. Like I said, I met my husband there. I didn't come home didn't come home with a medal from the 2000 games. I came home with a husband, but um, in 2004 Athens, I came home with two bronze medals. And in Beijing, my last Paralympic games, I came home with two silver medals. That's awesome. That's, that's great. Great story. In 2014, you retired from competitive swimming 
and then you started in wheelchair ballroom dancing. Yes, that's correct. I did say that right. Wheelchair ballroom dancing. You have won okay. multiple awards, you and your partner. Uh, can you describe your experience? Uh, first of all, how does all that work? Because I'm sure my viewers are probably like, what are you talking about wheelchair ballroom dancing, Ray? Yeah, so um, I was looking for a different competitive outlet and something to do after I had retired from Paralympic swimming. And paradance was something that I had known about, heard about. Um, and I said, you know, that is something that I've always wanted to try. So it was the perfect opportunity to try to transition. Um, people don't know, but wheelchair ballroom dancing is actually a Paralympic sport. It's just not one of the sports that is in the Paralympic Games. We're trying to get it added as a new sport, but it has been around since the 1960s and it's very popular in Europe and in Asia. And so I've been on this mission to grow the sport here in the United States and to get more people involved. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's amazing. We just got back, you know, I've been competing now with my partner. Uh, we've been together for seven years. We just got back from competition in Amsterdam where we won a silver medal in uh, ballroom and a bronze medal in Latin. It was our first time competing Latin, so we were really happy with our results. Um, it's our first competition back since COVID, so it was great to be in person and see all of our paradance friends from around the world. But, um, you know, really, if you, you'll have to Google me or you'll have to Google paradance sport because I think you're actually going to be blown away and amazed by the athleticism, the beauty, the grace of the sport. Um, it's so different from swimming. You know, swimming, I was always with wet hair, no makeup, right, right. in a bathing suit. And now I'm like transported to this glamorous world of, you know, spray tans and over the top makeup and hair and literally. And all the costumes. And, yes. And, and yes. all the costumes. And, yeah. The biggest thing too is, you know, swimming was individual sports. So now I have to work with a partner. And so that was a, that was a big change as well. But, um, you know, we... We, we dance all styles. We dance Latin, like I said, we do tango, we do cha-cha, we do samba, we do waltz, we do venus waltz. Um, our freestyle, we do lips. He picks me up uh, in my wheelchair over his head and does lips. Wow. Um, yeah, it's definitely a contact sport, I can tell you, because I broke three ribs when uh, he fell on me earlier this summer. So, wow. Uh, so, yeah, so... Um, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, please go online, check it out, and uh, please contact me if you're interested in finding a program near you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for telling that story. So you're the co-founder of Dance Mobility. Can you tell our viewers a little bit about Dance Mobility? Yeah. So like I said, you know, um, it's not a sport that's very popular here in the United States. A lot of people have never heard of paradance sports. So I am kind of on this self-mission as to be an ambassador and really grow the sport here in the United States. So I co-founded Dance Mobility. Uh, it is uh, possible through a grant from the RIM Foundation. And we uh, provide monthly ballroom, free monthly ballroom dance lessons for persons with disabilities, both children and adults, at our local Fred Astaire dance studio. That's who we're in partnership with. And we also started an amputee group. So we have amputees who use a prosthetic, also learning to ballroom dance. And it's amazing when I started the program, I really thought it would be all of my girlfriends in wheelchairs coming out to, to dance. And uh, I can tell you that some, some months we have more men in class than we do ladies. So that's really great to see that it's a sport that's really embraced by everybody. 
Wow. And now my partner and I, um, you know, since um, starting it in Michigan, we are traveling to other Fred Astaire dance studios across the country and trying to to bring dance, adaptive dance and ballroom dance to their community. So we've been to Wisconsin has a program, Texas has a program, um, Indian, Indiana has a program. So, so we're really excited. And, um, you know, I, as I mentioned, ballroom dancing has been around since the 1960s, wheelchair ballroom dancing, but we've never had a competition here in the United States. Every time my partner and I have to compete, we have to go overseas to be able to compete against other people with disabilities. Wow. So I'm excited to have um, submitted a bid to the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee and World Dance Sport. And next year in uh, August, we are going to be hosting the very first international paradance competition here in the United States, right here in Michigan. And we have over 100 athletes from over 20 countries that will be coming here to the United States for the first time to compete in paradance. Congratulations on that. And I appreciate you doing everything that what you're doing. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, your resume is just unbelievable. And, oh, you. Uh, you know, kudos to you. What drives Cheryl? Gosh, you know, um, I think you have to, to wake up every day with purpose and passion. And that's something that I have, you know, right now my passion is really um, ballroom dancing and, and um, exposing other people and letting them know that there's no limits in life. So I think that's what drives me is just waking every day and having a passion and purpose for something and also and also gratitude, right? So um, I'm grateful for this life that I get to lead and all of the things that I get to do. Where do, where do you see Cheryl in 10 years from now? Gosh, I hope I'm still dancing because I love it so much. And, uh, you know, that's the thing about it. It's a sport that no matter what age you are, you can still be physical and you can still compete. So, um, so I hope to still be dancing. <laughs> well, Cheryl, we're almost out of time. I've got one final question I wanted to ask you is uh, you're a truly amazing uh, and successful individual. Where can people reach out to you if they have a question or if they want to know more about Dance Mobility? Sure, so you can go to Dance Mobility. The website is dancemobility.org. And I'm also on Facebook at Cheryl Angeloli fan page, or you can find me on Instagram at Wheel Dancer USA. And I'm happy to, happy to respond to any questions. Um, so please reach out to me. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for being on my podcast called Rolling with Ray. And uh, my good friend, Bill Thornton, wanted me to tell you hello and to make sure you come by and see him because he hadn't seen you in a while. So I wanted to oh, plug you. that in. Thank you, Ray. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And if you're ever in Dallas, Texas, look me up. I'll definitely take you up on that. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching and listening to my podcast. I want to thank the Grossman Byrne Foundation and the Texas Boot Company for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on my YouTube channel called Rolling with Ray. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Should you be looking for a good read, please pick up my book called The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. The book is on Amazon. Until I see you again, keep rolling with Ray. This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Grossman Byrne Foundation. The Grossman Byrne Foundation provides medical, financial, 
and emotional support to families who have suffered a burn injury, and they aid in the development of a self-sustainable communities worldwide through public education, strategic partnerships, and teamwork. For more information, go to www.grossmanburnfoundation.org or email inquiries to info at grossmanburnfoundation.org or you can call 866-411-4423 for more information. This week I'll be celebrating my 42nd year as a quadriplegic in a wheelchair. My life has definitely changed the last 42 years. I have met some of the most incredible people. I am so thankful and blessed to have lived a wonderful life. I wanna thank my family, my friends, and everybody who I've come in contact because somehow, some way, I learned from each individual. So uh, here's to another, hopefully, 42 years. Thank you so much, and God bless you.